0: Welcome to Words That Inspire with Dr. Janice monroe modeste speaker, inspirational coach, and author of Refocus 21, a 21-day fasting journal.
1: Are you ready to be inspired? Well, you've tuned into the right radio show. Uh, so today, um, the reason I'm so excited is that we're going to be talking about the mindset for miracles. And what's so awesome about uh, today's broadcast is that it is based on God's Word. And so when we look through, we want to have a foundation that we can rely on, something that's tested, something that is sure. Uh, we just don't want to take somebody's word for it. Uh, we know the person we like to talk about the Bible, meaning basic instructions before leaving earth. So where best to get instructions for, for, for life, uh, specifically instructions on how to manifest miracles in our lives in this season. And so I would just like to encourage you to grab a pen and a paper uh, because um, God has some stuff to share with us through his word. His word is so important that it's written down for us. He says it's given to us for our learning, for our edification. And so I would just like to uh, share God's word to inspire us and most importantly, to give us a mindset. Uh, well, for for most of us, it'd be a mindset shift for believing for miracles. I know most of us, we just came through um, 21 days of fasting, which we do every year. Uh, But what's important about the fast is we were able uh, to focus in on different areas of our lives so that we could hear from God and that we can plan accordingly. And the reason... I thought, you know what, this is such a good word. As I wrote in my journal, as God was showing me all these things through his word, I realized that if we're not expecting uh, the miracles, if we don't look at examples of how God showed up for others, um, you know, we could be missing out. Because we know that repeatedly through scripture, even in Joshua, God repeatedly said, you know what, Joshua? I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse, you choose. He's constantly putting the onus back on us and telling us, you know what, this is what I have for you and you have the ability to choose. And so it won't be fair, right, for him to tell us to choose, uh, but not give us the options and not tell us what's available for us out there. And so tonight what we want to do, is let's talk about what's available. What is God's plan? And we want to go uh, deeper than just Jeremiah 29, because most of us are aware of uh, that verse that says that when God told Jeremiah right before he gave him a big task to do, God said, listen, I know the plans I have for you is plans of, and then he went on uh, to list that it was plant of Shalom in Hebrew, which is wholeness, it's prosperity, it's peace, it's wealth, it's health. You know, it was just the holistic success, not just the success that people think of today, where they think if you have money, you're successful. Um, but yet still, you may uh, be depressed. You may have terrible relationships. And so success, God's way is holistic success, like he told Jeremiah. And so tonight, as we go through and we talk about the mindset shifts uh, that God had to use for his servants to get them into the place of miracles um, is what we're going to be learning about tonight. It would have been enough if God just says, you know what, this is what I want to do for you. Uh, But what's even greater than that? is that he gave us so much specific examples and we know that scripture says that we have overcome um, through the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony because our testimonies is so powerful and so even though we're going to be talking um, about elijah and this widow of zarephath in first kings uh 17 you as well have your miracles you have your testimony you have things um that is that we can't explain about when we believe god for something and he showed up and so we want to be able to use that and use that testimony but for tonight we're going to be using um the widow of zarephath's testimony Uh, the cool thing about this lady is we don't even know her name they just call her the widow, and they they said the name of the town, and then they just told us about this this widow. And one of the first things that we learn from this is that um God has had had to command supernatural support for the provision of Elijah. He was a prophet, and. Uh, to make the, the long story short, we're just going to pick up from uh, verses four. Uh, when we, we know that God has sent him out, he sent him to a certain place and he was taking care of him. Uh, he sent some raven of all things to feed him, to take care of him. Is That's a miracle in and of itself. and And that just shows us that when God has called you to do something, he will provide by any means necessary to accomplish that task. And so if you if you have a dream, if you say, oh, I want to open a restaurant or you say, I want to start a ministry for um, for the homeless. I want to feed the hungry. Uh, you may say, I want to you know finish this degree or I want to have a settle down, have a wife and kids, have a husband and children, whatever it is that God has placed in your heart and you would like to do. Sometimes we try to figure it out on our own and we try to make the rules and, but God wanted, he used this example for us so that we could expect more from him and not rely on ourselves. What's interesting is we think that as, as humans, we like to praise people who go out and do things on their own. Like someone says, you know i'm a self-made millionaire and then we think oh wow he did that by himself but we know that nobody can do you know you, you can't do anything by yourself somebody had to educate you somebody had to make the car that you that you had to drive to go there the computer that you're using and so we know that no one can um you know no man is an is an island so we see here that uh, god used Of all people, he found a widow um, in this town named Zarephath. And when it was time for Ezekiel, I'm sorry, for Elijah to leave. God said, "Okay, I have this particular place that I have for you to go to. If you go there, I will send you all the help that you're going to need. So just go ahead, pack up and go ahead over there. And this widow is going to provide for you. Just think about that. You're thinking, okay, I'm here. You know, God is providing for me miraculously through ravens, and He wants me to move from my comfort zone and go into the place of the unknown so I can, you know, do the next step. But yes, in order for you, To get to the next level and to get to the next step, you have to move out of your comfort zone. You cannot stay where you are. I know it sounds simple. It sounds easy. But just think about the situation in your life. You cannot remain in your comfort zone. You may be comfortable where you are at work. You may be comfortable where you are in life. uh, But you have to realize that we have to tune in to what God may be saying to us or what what we're feeling this nudge because a lot of times we could tell like it's time to move on but even though we know it's time to move on from a bad relationship or we know it's time to move on from a bad job sometimes because you know we know what to expect we know how much we're going to get you know the level of comfort it kind of keeps us stuck but I want to encourage you today even with as we see the story of elijah he had to leave his place of comfort and he had to go out into the unknown and so here this raven is coming to him you know bringing him the food he got he has the water he's in a comfortable zone and then God says hey i need for you to get up and i need for you to move so what would have happened if um elijah didn't move the same thing that happens but that's when we don't move we we feel terrible <laughs> right the relationship keeps getting worse uh the job people gets on your nerve even more and the cycle just continues but at least for elijah he got up and he left when he realized hey this raven ain't bringing me food anymore i better get up and move but the problem with that sometimes is we stay And so I want to encourage you today, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. We need to focus in on being obedient and listening to God and he will give us the next steps um, and the next direction where we need to go. Even if you don't uh, literally leave, at least you can go to him and say, hey, God, can you show me the way out? Can you show me my next steps? And that by itself is showing humility, that you're not trying to do it on your own. You're not just saying, hey, I got this. Let me go out on my own. Elijah didn't just say, okay, my time is up here. Uh, let me uh, go down to this um, this widow in this other city. No, he, he, he heard from God and then he was able to to make that move and and then to be obedient and so i have some notes uh written down that if you're writing you absolutely uh want to write this down so that you can meditate on it you can reread it and the first thing is that uh you want to know that god has already commanded supernatural support um for your assignment so wherever he's sending you next, he has already gone ahead of you and prepared the way. So that should relieve some angst that you might be having. So you don't have to be anxious about, OK, you know, I know my time is up here and I know, you know, my kids are grown now. Or you might say, OK, my kids are, are babies now and I know I need to shift uh, some things around. Uh, but you're just not sure what it is you need to shift Um, It's okay. At least we know that we can go to God and ask him, you know, so that you can hear clearly what your next steps are and be prepared to follow what he may be showing us. Be prepared uh, to follow his lead. And so the next thing is that um, we have to not just know when to make a move. Right. Because we have to know when to move, know when to listen to the Noah inside of you. (laughs) Right. The Holy Spirit inside of you nudging you saying, I think it's time to move. So you have to absolutely uh, know when it is to move and you have to know that God is the one who is trying to shift you into your miracle. So he has a plan for you. And we have to remember that his plan is so great. His plan is so um, miraculous just because it's his, right? Because he's a supernatural God. So, of course, his plan is going to entail a lot of supernatural elements to it. And so um, we have to be able to shift into things that we don't know. So Elijah had to go to this widow, which he did not know. (laughs) And uh, I just go by faith and just wait for the next step. So he did the next step. He left where he was. Um, then he went to this widow. In verses nine, um, it says that he moved from his place of comfort. Um, he he couldn't be pri- prideful about it, and he had to go ask this widow uh, for help. The interesting uh, thing is, sometimes God sends us to a place, and it causes us to be to be really humble because the people that he sends us to, they may not be what we're thinking. Because imagine going to this widow who didn't have anything and you're thinking, man, I'm supposed to get help from this widow. She looked like she's doing worse than I am. Why is God sending me down here for help? This is kind of embarrassing, but it's all in God's plan. And you have to remember that wherever you are is right where God wants to use you and right where he wants to elevate you from so that's your place of elevation so he wants to take you where you are he wants to bring you to the next place but he's going to take you from where you are so so don't despise the small beginnings don't get upset because you're like man how did i get this low well the only good thing about being low is that god's gonna god is the one who's going to raise you up higher like he did with Elijah so let's look and the the cool thing was when when he raised Elijah the person who he went to for help also got raised we're going to find find out more about that so we have to know that um, somebody else's miracle is tied to your miracle so unless you are obedient in your miracle to, um, I'm sorry if you if you're obedient to receive your miracle in turn they will receive theirs. and what I, why I say this is with the uh, with the widow she when she, when Elijah went to this widow she told him, hey, I don't have much of anything And he told her, you know what just give me a little bit that you have you know make make a, some bread for me. I know you only have flour and some oil. Go ahead, make some for me and God is going to bless you and you're going to get lots more. And that's exactly what happened. We see time and time again where God took nothing and he created abundance. And it's the same um, with our lives. God is just looking for obedience so he can show up miraculously in our lives. But what happens a lot of times is... We are, number one, afraid to even move from our place of comfort. Uh, Number two, um, it says that we need to know, of course, you need to know when to move. But then you also have to be willing to let other people help you, involve other people, even if in your eyes they may seem insignificant or the resource that God wants to use. You might say, oh, my car is so old. My house is so old. How can I use my house to help uh, teenagers? How can I use my my house to start a Bible study? Um, so sometimes we are, we are looking at things in the natural, not realizing that those are the things that God wants to use as our starting point to elevate us so that he can get the glory through our lives and the things that we call miracles is just god's plan god just have these plans and he's laid them all out and we call them miracles because we can't see how it's going to happen in the natural and then god just puts his superpowers on the things um that he has for us along the path and then when we when people look at us they're like wow how did she get there? Well, how I got there is through obedience. So we have to be willing uh, to listen. We have to uh, be willing to be obedient uh, so that we can get into the place for the miracle. Because he has it laid out, as we said in the beginning, uh, that God has already commanded. He's already provided. He's made provision uh, for for the destiny that he has for you. And we have to remember that when we desire something, sometimes we think that oh, I just want this for because I just want it. No, God has given you that desire so that he could fulfill it through you. He gave you the passion, he gave you the talent. He so that's the purpose, that's the plan, that's the assignment um that God has given us that we sometimes we take it for granted and we just veer off the path. But when we realize that when God has given us a mission, a purpose, an assignment in life, um, we have to realize that in order to get to the other side, we need to walk in the power of miracles, manifested miracles. And it's not miracles is just all the little step that it's going to take to get you to the other side and um as i said god is a god of miracles so once you get to the other side and you look back you're going to be you absolutely um will be in amazement okay and so just always just try to remember um that if you are obedient many people will be able to reap the blessing from your obedience but then also, that is how you would get um, your blessing uh, through your obedience. And the awesome thing about that story, hopefully you can read it some more on your own, is that when this widow uh, gave the little bit that she had, uh, the scripture tells us that there was a famine at the time. It says she got had no lack. She had no need of anything. She went from having nothing not even enough to have an abundance more than than enough but then it was for an extended period of time and so um, imagine what would have happened had the prophet not come to the widow then her blessing and her miracles would have been stifled she would have never uh, received of, of that miracle and then he himself would not have received from that miracle and so the takeaway this is just um part one i uh, hopefully you can stay tuned for part two but uh, the takeaway from part one is that you have to remember that your people are waiting on you and you cannot stay where you are you you have to be willing to move you have to be willing to ask god um you know what are my next steps you have to recognize the seasons of your life um and you have to prepare your mind for miracles you have to know that it's going to take a miracle to move you from where you are to where you have to be but at the same time you don't want to be intimidated Um, by the move because it's not you're not the one doing it because you have to remember that God has already gone ahead of you he's already made the provision for you it's just a matter of us listening and so on the next broadcast we're going to talk a lot about listening uh, the Hebrew word Shema which is to hear intelligently uh, with the intent to act on what God is saying and so we're going to be teaching you some more on how to not just to hear but how to act on what God um, is is saying so that we can get uh, to our wealthy place because it's going to take a miracle. It's going to take the unseen. It's going to take the supernatural. And that's okay because as God's children, we need to be walking boldly in the supernatural, not having the answers necessarily for how everything is going to work out, but just reminding ourselves that we just have to believe Uh, We have to listen and we have to know that God is a God of miracles and that's who we serve. And that's who um, that's who we are. We are God's children. We are God's miracles. And so uh, just embrace that. Open and tune in our ears to hear from him about what he has next uh, planned for you. Because remember, it's already laid out in front of you. You just have to walk through. And that allows you to relax a little bit and allows you to, um, to step out on faith and to, to do the next step. Even if the stepping out on faith means just inquiring. Sometimes we don't even want to ask God because we're afraid of the answer. We're afraid to even ask him or recognize that, hey, it might be time. And so um, God is speaking something different to everyone. And so just tune into what he's saying to you. Uh, Hopefully, whenever you tune into God, whenever you're praying, whenever you speak into him, you want to have your pen and paper ready because uh, you want to write down what he's saying to you, write down the instructions that you're hearing that allow you to be more ready to hear and more ready to act onto the next steps as these ideas are going to just start flowing through uh, for you. And so uh, tune in for the next um, segment and we're going to be uh, talking some more about manifesting miracles and the mindset uh, for miracles in your life.
2: I see the light coming. No matter what it is, then I'll face it. Jesus to the light. Whoa,
0: master plan for your life and we have resources available to help you get and stay on the path to success in your relationships health and finances in addition to the 21 day fasting journal we have also made available a 12-month vision planner which includes weekly goals to-do list and inspirational scriptures to keep you motivated to achieve your goals all year round just go to www refocus 21.com that's the number 21 refocus 21.com slash planner right now she's back with her final words of inspiration
1: So tonight, we're going to have an extended Words That Inspire segment. So you are in for a treat. So we're going to jump straight into part two. Uh, We were talking about the mindset for miracles uh, at the first segment. And now for this segment, we just want to talk about even further more about listening and hearing the voice of God. And this uh, is going to be taken from Deuteronomy 28 The reason why we're going through this is I want to prepare you for your miracle. I want to prepare your mindset uh, for this miracle. The amazing uh, thing with this is when the children of Israel left Egypt, uh, the word Egypt in Hebrew is Mitzrayim, meaning constraint. When they left there, this is the blessing that God, told them he was going to to do for them and so it's just so amazing that once you leave that place um, of despair and you leave that place of constraint or depression or oppression or whatever that place is that makes you feel so stuck on the other side of that is blessings on the other side once you leave we were talking earlier about first kings chapter 17 but elijah and the widow and um the widow all she had left was some flour and some oil uh, to make some cake for her and her son and she said listen we're gonna eat this and that's it we're gonna die we have nothing left but because of her obedience um and elijah's obedience two of them coming together they were able to both enjoy a miracle in the midst of a famine and so we see that in something that was supposed to be so dire and have such lack god created a miracle through that whole thing where when he once she was obedient and she gave him the cake she baked him the cake the scripture says that she never ran out of oil until for the whole famine past verse 15 and she never ran out of oil. She always had food for her and her son to eat. And so we see what happens when you align uh, yourself with with God's plan. Miracles is what it's what happens. But since we said we were going to talk about the mindset, let's look at the mindset that uh, God had to give His children when they left Egypt. They were enslaved in Egypt. They were working hard in Egypt. They had nothing to show for themselves in Egypt. But we know God always have a plan. Sometimes we go off course. We go off of the plan uh, that he has for our lives. Uh, but at a certain point, he wants to steer us back into his path. Sometimes it's something we've done. Sometimes it's something that's done to us. Uh, but regardless of what it is, We know that God has an ultimate destiny, an ultimate plan um, for your life. And so we're going to just tune in uh, to his words today and listen into the mindset shift that the people, the children of Israel had to have to leave from where they were to where they were going to their place of manifested miracles. And so we're just jumping in right now to uh, Deuteronomy 28. Uh, the key, the kicker is, this is how God, God starts it for them. He says, if, the big word, I-F. He says, if you listen, that's the key. Because remember, we said God has a path for your life. How are you going to know where he wants you to go, what he wants you to do? We have to listen. Uh, but is, the word means so much more than just listen. Because in Hebrew, it's the word shema, um, S-H-A-M-A, shema, meaning to listen intelligently. And it also means to listen with the intent to act or with the intent to do what God is saying for you to do. And so we see here that God says, hey, if you listen, because we know we have a free will, you can listen or or you can't. And we know for us, a lot of times we find ourselves in situations uh, that we're in because we didn't listen. And we have to, to start to listen to our inner voice because sometimes we know it's time to to shift. We know it's time to leave this place. We know it's time. we hear that still small voice saying, ah, that's not a good idea. Don't do it. We hear a still small voice saying that's going to be a bad relationship. Uh, that's not a good relationship. Well, we still get in there but the beautiful thing is God's so gracious and he's so mighty and he cares so much for us that even though we make mistakes whether it's willfully or not because of his grace he still leads us back to where he needs us to be he's always there calling us back and so um, the children of, of uh, Israel once they left Egypt this is what he was saying Um, And I want you to tune in for yourself uh, to listen to his voice leading you and guiding you with these promises that listen. It doesn't matter where you are right now in your life. If you would just listen to my voice, this is the result. So Deuteronomy 28, I like to give you the scriptures because so that you can know it's God's word and you can go research it for yourself. Um, And always be willing to write down, meditate, think about what it is uh, that that God is saying. And so this is the voice of the Lord saying, I, verse 3, I am blessed in the city and in the field. It actually says you will be blessed in the city and in the field. Uh, but when i wrote it down i personalized it to myself so i want you to personalize this for yourself and to remind yourself what god has spoken over you and so this segment we're going to be focusing a lot on how to affirm yourself which is how to say what god has spoken over you over yourself and so we're going to be practicing uh saying what god has said and so as you leave constraint or Egypt, as you leave your place of bondage, as you leave your place, as we said in the, f- in the first segment, uh, you leave your place of comfort and you're moving into new territories. You're moving into somewhere else. Uh, I want you to be able to move in confidence, knowing that God has gone before you and has laid out certain things uh, for you. And so verse three, I want you to say, that I am blessed in the city and field. So basically he's saying, no matter where you find yourself, you live in the city, you live in the field, you live in a rich neighborhood, you live in a poor neighborhood, it doesn't matter where you live. God is saying, I'm pronouncing a blessing over his children as they were leaving where they were. Going into their new season, he says, you are blessed where you're going. And verse four is so important. Because we know that God promises holistic uh, blessing. So we don't want to be blessed and then our kid's not blessed. And So verse four is saying that your seed or your children uh, will be blessed. Your children and your grandchildren uh, will be blessed. And so we really want to hone in and, and focus in on speaking a blessing over our children as we're on our way to our miracle. All right. And now after um, it says that our children are blessed, the second part of that says that your businesses are blessed. It says um, your, your vine, your garden, which is anything that you use to uh, bring in an income, to bring in food into the home. It's, it's reminding us God's word is reminding us that your businesses are blessed. And so you want to speak that over uh, your businesses. Now you may say, I don't have a business. You know what? You speak the blessing over your business, even, even while it's in the ground, because we know that by the time we see a seed that is grown, the roots are already in there. And that's the beauty of affirmation, of speaking what it is God said, because we're able to to bear roots To bring our roots down deeply to prepare us for what we want to see manifested. For us to see the manifested miracles. Now remember, when God was telling them that they're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. You know what? They could have decided that they wasn't going to believe it. They could have decided that, you know what? I just came out of slavery. I just came out of a bondage. Now you're going to tell me that as you're bringing me out, these are the things that you're going to bless me with. So they could have opt out. And so for you today, you could opt out as well, or you could repeat and speak over your life and grow deep roots into what God is saying. I understand what you've been through. I was there with you when you went through this and Uh, It's time for you to expect this miracle, expect the shift uh, to happen in this season. And so as you're saying these words, you have to know that they are God's word and take them at, take him actually at his word and speak these over your life. And so verse six, it says, I like verse six because it says um, that you'll be saying, I am blessed everywhere I go so that one is more like a blanket statement and uh, so that that is beautiful so as you speak over yourself you'll be speaking hey i am blessed everywhere i go and so when doubt or anxiety tries to creep in into your mind as you're leaving from one place of comfort into the next place you may believe in, um, finding yourself in a congregation that you're thinking, I, I don't know about this place. Or you might just be finding yourself on a job and or in a relationship. Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you and you know what shifts and changes you need to make. Sometimes the changes we need to make is in what we're eating. Sometimes we know that we need to uh, ease up on the soda or the sweets um, we know that we need to uh, not eat at night, not eat after six. Like the everyone has something that they are aware of that's gnawing at them that needs to that needs to change and we all have a bondage we all have something that we're trying to come out of whether it's something physical or something spiritual sometimes we're trying to come out of a dark place out of depression out of feeling hopeless out of feeling um used and abused or confused or anxious we just have anxiety we're uncertain about the future And so wherever you may find yourself, God is trying to call you out of that place and bring you into a place of miracles. He was calling them out of constraint and saying, hey, I have this path for you. Uh, But if they said, listen, I can't see it. So I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to believe it. I'm going to stay right where I am. Well, you know what? They would have still been right where they were and they would not have enjoyed uh, the blessing that God had for them. And so I don't want to uh, miss out on any blessings. No, I'm pretty sure you don't want to miss out on any blessings. And so let's just go with what God says. And then verse seven, I love verse seven as well. Well, the whole thing, right? It says, um, your enemies will flee. So think about your enemies now. You might think your enemies might be a person. But your your enemy could be procrastination. Uh, it could be fear. It could be anxiety. You know what your enemy is? Anything that's keeping you back from God's best. Because we know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that God says that His plan for you is wholeness, body, mind, and spirit. He wants you in a whole relationship. He wants you healthy. That's what He wants. for for us but it doesn't always work that way because we we end up you know going astray or we just find ourselves in different situations and we don't want to feel hopeless so we want to have this hope and that's why it's um the the word of god is here to give us hope because if we don't have hope we have nothing and so as the children of israel leaving egypt god had presented them with these words of hope these words of healing that he's given to us right now as we transition into this new season of our lives, expecting um, a miracle, learning how to train our minds to receive of the miracles that God has for us. Um, And I can't help but always think about we look at it as a miracle and for god it's just an everyday occurrence but we know he's a miraculous god because he's a supernatural god and so in our eyes it looks like miracles in his eyes hey it's just a path that he has for us and so the affirmation i have for that is i win every time so you want to always tell yourself that and you're not making it up it's right here in verses 7 i win every time it didn't say your enemies might flee it said they must flee that's the awesome thing about god when god says time's up time is up (laughs) you gotta love it and then we see in verse 8 it says uh god has commanded a blessing on and I put my business because they listed, they were um, an agricultural area, so they would have like the vineyards, they'd have gardens, etc. And so for whatever industry you may find yourself in, remember these words. it says, God has commanded a blessing on it. And also, everything I put my hand to to do. Is't that something? He's blessed your business, but also if you don't have a business, you just, you, you, you work for someone, he's still going to bless that. So God is saying that anything you put your hand to, I'm going to bless it. But we forget to speak it over ourselves. We forget to listen because remember when we started this uh, broadcast today, it started with, if you listen, if you shema, if you listen. So when you go out to do something, when you go out to choose a mate, um, or a spouse, <laughs> say a mate, but when you go out, um, To choose a career when you go out are you listening are you listening to uh the holy spirit inside you leading you guiding you telling you what you need to do um if you're at work because it says whatever you put your hands to if you're about to buy a house if you're about to buy a car you're about to close a deal at work um it says it says shema you want to listen to the voice inside of you kind of showing you where you need to go um i can't recall where it's from but it says that you're going to hear a voice be- behind you saying this is the way walk in it uh jesus god was talking to one of the prophets and um consoling them that listen you're going to hear my voice you're going to hear me saying uh to walk this way or walk that way and so as we delve into verses 8 even more I love that. It just reminds us that everything we put our hands to do, he says he's going to bless you. And then he went on to list the places. So whether you are in uh, Kenya, Africa, you are in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, you are in uh, Florida in the U.S. of A. You know what? It doesn't matter if you are God's child and you're coming out of a place where he's saying, you know what? Come on let's let's move you up he's saying that wherever you go he is going to bless you in that land just think about the mindset shift that happens when you know god is saying that i'm going with you so i just remember we were living in hawaii at the time my husband was in the military and um we had we had gotten out of the military and we just decided that we were going to live in hawaii Uh, But after a few years, I just felt like, man, I think it's time to go. And I was kind of hesitant about going because, you know, we were doing we were doing well. Um, The place was beautiful. Nice weather. It's like why you want to go. But we just felt that, man, I think it's time for us to leave. And so I um, read a verse that just kind of changed everything. When I read that, God says, you know what? I'm going to bless you wherever you go I just like breathe a sigh of relief because then I realized that you know what God's got me and so we were able to to step out and we were able to make the move uh, but the anxiety was able what you know disappeared not totally disappeared but at least um, you're able to move with more confidence and with more boldness and so Uh, just being able to remind yourself of this and as you're about to make a move or a shift you just remind yourself that you know what wherever i go god is with me and god's got this and then in verses 9 it says all will see that i am god's and be afraid of me at the end of the day we want to realize that everything that we are doing Every victory that we have in our lives, every advancement is for God's glory. It's not for, for us to say, oh, look at me. So he wants us to know that everything is for his glory. He says, all will see that I am God. How are they going to see that he is God through you? When people see the miracles, when they see that you are over here and now you're here and they look, but like, wait, how did how did she do that? How did he do that? That's because you're allowing God to work his miracles in your life. You're hearing, you're listening. And God is saying, Listen, everybody's going to see. That's the that's the goal that He wants. He wants to get the glory. And so He's saying, Always see that you are God. Now, as you personalize it to yourself, so it so it can make an impact in your life. You would say, all will see that I am God. Everybody will see that I belong to God. And when it said they would be afraid of me, it also means they will reverence me. They'll revere me or basically they're going to respect you. Because then they're going to know that, hey, this is not someone to mess with. She had nothing. And she said that her businesses are are blessed and they're prospering even before she saw the business, even before she had the business. But as we said, the roots, you might not be able to see it, but it's growing even as you see it. You're saying your kids are blessed. You're blessing your kids no matter how they're acting or what's going on. Remember the root. Um, You can't see it but you're forming that root and you're reminding yourself that everything you put your hands to it is blessed and we don't want to forget that we want to remember everything we do is blessed and then verse 10 it reminds us that god will make me overflow in prosperity it says god says i will make you overflow in prosperity but as we're learning how to affirm and speak god's word over ourselves so we can manifest the miracles in in our lives that he has for us we're going to remind ourselves and speak loud over ourselves and say that god will make no, well actually let's say god is um it's a god will make me overflow in prosperity so that would be i am overflowing in prosperity isn't that awesome and somebody might hear you saying that. And I say, but she don't have anything. How? Why is she saying she's um, overflowing in prosperity? Hey, because God said it. And when God's word goes out, he said, his words will not return void. It will accomplish everything it has set out to do. And so we're going to uh, say what he says, but not only say what he says, we're going to speak it out loud over ourselves. And the last verse is, Uh, We're going to remind ourselves, verse 11, is that uh, today uh, we are overflowing in prosperity. That's today. And so grab your books, grab your pens, and just write down these affirmations. Remember to speak them over yourself, over your family, over your children, over your business, over your health, over your finances, and speak what it is that God is saying. And expect for miracles to start manifesting in your life. I can't wait to hear your testimony um, because you will now be saying what God said and getting things in the ground. Get your seed in the ground. Your your, your words are a seed. You can either plant positive seeds over your life or you can plant um, negative seeds. And so what we do is we, we say what we see. So we may say, oh, my business is failing or my relationships are failing. And then when those words go out, that's the root that is growing up. Uh, But if we say what God said, that in turn will grow. So whatever you say, you will have. And we know Jesus said that clearly, you shall have what you say. But unfortunately, sometimes we say what we have instead of um, having what we say. All right, so if um, by chance you did not, catch the first part of this uh broadcast because this is part 2 you can always find me uh Dr. Janice Modest on um iTunes podcast so you can listen on your phone um most of the broadcasts that we have here we have uh parts of it on 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 iTunes you can follow me also on YouTube i just go to just look up my name uh Janice Modest you can follow me on Instagram at Doctor Period Janice Modest um, on Facebook, you can go to Doctor Janice Modest Ministries. Just find ways. Um, I just want you to follow me so that you can just find ways to inspire yourself every day to get affirmations. I share out a lot of affirmations uh, that you can repeat out loud. Uh, little graphics, um, little pictures, and stuff just to remind you about who you are about who God says you are. And I just want to leave you with these words about manifesting miracles. Remember that as God has taken you out, he wants to manifest miracles in your life so that he can get the glory. So I want you to let him, let him use you for his glory because the choice is yours. So since you get a choice, hey, why not go on uh, on his side? All right, so we will see you again next time. Until then, live every day inspired.
0: Thank you for joining us tonight for Words That Inspire. You have been listening to your inspirational coach, Dr. Janice Monrose-Modeste, author of Refocus 21, a 21-day fasting journal. Join her weekly for inspiration to propel you into your God-ordained destiny. Need additional resources? Go to www.refocus21.com.